Hello, and welcome to episode 21 of My Circus, My Monkeys. Today, we're going to talk about coaching your employees. Now, if you're a supervisor, you are probably stressed. You have a lot of things on your plate, including taking care of your team. So today, we're going to talk about why coaching is so important and how ultimately it can help reduce your stress. So stay tuned. You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, Ann Brackett, the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University. So last week, we talked about giving your team feedback and advice, and we talked about some pitfalls to avoid and how to do it more effectively. So today, I want to talk about coaching in general. So kind of a coaching one-on-one, if you will. First, I just want to talk about why coaching is important. We talked about this a little bit last week. Millennials and the Gen Zers want coaching. And again, like I said last week, I think all of us really would like more coaching. It's just that those people who have been in the work world for a while, we didn't get it when we first started. So now it seems a little weird. And especially if you are a Gen Xer like myself, or even a baby boomer, You might be thinking, well, that seems a little bit like coddling. People need to figure it out. But I want to try to convince you in this episode why coaching your team individually on a regular basis not only helps your employees perform better, but also ultimately helps you be more effective with your team and decreases your stress. So let's talk about that. Many of you are probably having one on one meetings with your team. The question really is, How often are you doing it? And what are you doing during those sessions? Now, when I was a supervisor on campus, I had bi-weekly one-on-ones with my team, which I mostly kept. And so from a frequency standpoint, frequency is important because it helps develop trust. It helps improve lines of communication. Those are important. And granted, depending on the size of your team, you might have to tweak the timing a little bit. You know, if you have 20 different people that you're supervising, once a week, once every other week might just be too often, logistically speaking. And that's that's even with a new emphasis on more interaction. So you have to kind of figure out what makes sense for you. Even though I was doing them on a regular basis, I was not utilizing them effectively. When I met with my team, it would kind of be one of those, hey, how's it going? What do you want to talk about? Nothing. Cool. Let's just get coffee. And and that's not bad per se, you know, taking those breaks to get coffee. And sometimes you're going to have more to talk about than other times. But I had no agenda. I had no system with which to help me make the most of those individual meetings. And what sometimes happened And I'm guessing sometimes, if not often, this happens to you. It's kind of one of those, hey, I'm really busy. Do you have anything to talk about? No. Well, me either. Let's just skip it, right? I mean, we're busy. That happened a lot with my supervisor, who was the vice president. 
Because, of course, the higher up you are on the food chain, usually the more commitments you have. But those were all lost opportunities. And again, for me, I hadn't figured out what I'm telling you now. If you recall in other episodes, we talked about some of the roles of a supervisor. And the ones I want to focus on are performance management and development. When you do coaching in an effective way, you are basically setting up systems to help you fulfill both of those roles. And in order to do that effectively, you need to meet on a regular basis. So no more skips unless it's truly an emergency. And even if there is some sort of an emergency, reschedule it. Find another place for that meeting because it is so important. So coaching versus just sitting with your team, do you have any questions? This is what I need you to do this week, brainstorming. What does that really encompass? I mean, what's the difference? You know, I I do meet with my team and I talk to them. So what are you talking about? So when you're coaching, you're really focusing on a few different things. Like I already talked about, A, you're setting up systems for those performance management pieces and development pieces of your job. But you're also thinking about and focusing on employee engagement as well as strengths. How are people utilizing their talents and how can they maximize those talents so that they're acting as strengths? So when you consider all those things together, that's a pretty powerful meeting. And again, the more often you have these powerful meetings, like I said earlier, it increases trust and communication between you and your individual team members. And also, like we talked about in previous episodes, when you're doing these things on an ongoing basis, you're naturally hitting on many of those engagement points that we talked about when we talk about the Q12. And the important thing about setting up a system is that once you get going, yes, there is upfront, you have to think about what are we going to talk about? What is this going to look like? How frequently are we going to have it? But once you get it set up and people get used to it, it's autopilot. So you don't have to have those, oh, I have a meeting with Becky. What do I need to talk to Becky about? Nothing. I mean, I guess I should still meet with her. I don't know how we're going to fill the time. And I'm going to be thinking about all these other things that I have to do. So instead, once you get this down, you don't have to think so hard because it's autopilot. And that's really, again, most of the things that we talk about, it's about conserving energy and making things easier on you to help reduce your stress. So what does it actually look like when you have these meetings? It's important to set up an agenda. I have adaptability high. And so I was, in general, not a fan of setting agendas. They felt very structured to me, and they still kind of do. But now I understand the importance of them. And it's less about structure to confine you, and it's more about structure to set up the system so you don't have to think as hard once you're on autopilot. Like you can actually focus on the meaningful interaction instead of what are we going to talk about? I thought there was something I needed to mention, but now I can't remember what it was. So it's about those systems and it's about making it easier for you ultimately to do your job more effectively and to make your team more productive. So when you think about the agenda for these meetings, and again, it's not to overly structure things and make them very formal. It's to make sure that you're hitting all the important things with your team members every week, every other week, every third week, or every month, depending on what's realistic for you and how many people that you supervise. But it's making sure that you hit those important parts consistently. So thinking about what's happened since you last met, 
And of course, we focus on strengths and we focus on talents in this podcast and in Strengths University. So of course, that includes looking back and assessing it from a strengths perspective. So thinking about what's the success from the past week or since we last met that your team member has had. Maybe what's a missed opportunity from the past week? Thinking about and asking, how did your strengths, aka talents, show up in the past week, either positively or negatively? And of course, since you're looking back, you want to follow up on any outstanding items you had from the last time that you met. So making sure that follow through is there, because when we're talking about performance management, We have specific podcast episodes on each of these, but setting expectations and holding people accountable. So if you're not following up from what you've discussed previously or assessing what has been done, you're not hitting that performance management piece. So you want to make sure that you do that. And of course, this is a good opportunity to talk about key updates, anything that you need that particular person to know for them to do their job effectively. Looking forward, setting expectations, what are the priorities for the upcoming week or until you next meet with them? What do you want them to know as far as the things that they're working on? Of course, we're all overwhelmed. So what are the priorities? Where should they put their focus? These conversations are not one-way conversations. This is a dialogue. This is you telling your team member things that they may need to know, but also getting them to reflect, getting them to give their opinion getting them to ask you any questions that they may have about any expectations you're setting. If you're reflecting back and assessing something that did happen, whether it's good or bad, making sure that they understand what they might need to do differently in the future. Or if something went well, how can you capitalize on that? How can you turn that into more positive experiences to really help them learn and grow? Again, that developmental piece. Well, they're both developmental pieces, whether you're, hey, let's talk about what just happened. It didn't go so well. How do you think your talents helped you? And how do you think they got in your way? Again, those two questions that I keep coming back to in so many episodes, focusing on that and allowing them to reflect and have those discussions. And that's something that we often drop the ball on because we kind of think, hey, you did a great job or we need to do things differently next time. We think that's all we have time for, but really getting in and helping people reflect on what actually happened to make it a meaningful learning experience. And again, with that development piece, this is the opportunity for you to have those discussions with your team members about their future goals, how they want to grow and develop to become better professionals, to better serve your students. You can roll that in to this agenda when you're having these coaching sessions because sometimes people don't always know what they want or what they need to do to get there. So that is your opportunity, again, to have a discussion with your team member. And so you really want to make sure that in your agenda, you're looking at things through a strengths lens. You're talking about things that have happened previously, assessing them, seeing where they are. So you're covering that performance management piece of holding people accountable, but also looking forward, setting new expectations for whatever's on the horizon. And if there are specific things that you guys need to continue to work on, make sure that you have some sort of plan moving forward saying, okay, when we next meet, let's make sure this is done so we can talk about it. Because again, leaving things nebulous is often what happens because we're so rushed and so busy But that also means we don't follow up with them. And whenever we're not following up with things, it impacts our relationship with our team members 
because they may start to think, well, yes, I'm supposed to be working on these things, but we never really follow up with anything. So dibble dabble do. Like, I don't know how important that is. So making sure that you have the set agenda and you know when things are due, like having those specifics down are really important. And I do want to acknowledge that the agenda that I'm working from is one that my partner Alicia uses with her team members. I've kind of given you some basic bullet points on what she does. But it's also important to have some sort of recording system for yourself so that you know what you talked about, you know what you need to talk about. And for her, what she does is she just has a shared Google document with each of her team members so they can write things on when they think, oh, I need to talk to my supervisor about this. I need to talk to Betsy about this so that you have a working document that you can refer back to. So instead of what typically happens and definitely happened to me was, oh, yeah, I should tell somebody about this. But then when you actually meet the person, you're either completely forgot about it or you're like, oh, what was that thing that I wanted to talk to you about? Which, of course, is not effective. And we've talked about that in other episodes as well, is that when you have so much to do and so many things on your plate, it gets really easy to lose things in the fog and the rush. So having a way to record that when things pop into your mind, again, a system, not what I would do in the past was, ooh, where's a post-it note? I'm gonna write that on a post-it note and I'm gonna put it somewhere that I will definitely never look at again Or I will look at after that person has left the building and go, oh, shoot, I knew I was supposed to talk to them about it. But having a system, systems are so important because then our brains don't have to work as hard and our brains are already overworking by all the things that are on our plates. So the more you systematize this, the more that you set an agenda and you stick to it. And and of course, like sometimes there may be on the agenda, oh, we don't actually have anything to talk about for this item this time. And that's fine, but always knowing this is what you're going to talk about instead of what I used to do, which was, hey, what do you want to do? You want to go get coffee? You want to go for a walk? Whatever. What do you want to talk about? In which case, my team members couldn't even properly prepare for this meeting because they didn't know what, if anything, I wanted to talk about. So this is good for you and your team to have this set. And likewise, it's good for you and your team to have some sort of recording space to keep track of things that you would like to talk about so they don't get lost in the jungle that is higher ed right now or wherever you're working. So hopefully you can see by setting up this system, having a set agenda, having a set recording area to make sure that you're noting what you've talked about, what you still need to talk about, things that pop up in between your meetings that need to be brought to your attention, to their attention, et cetera, Hopefully you can see how this, once you get it set up, is going to make things way easier for you. And especially in those awkward holding people accountable conversations that no one really enjoys having, it's all set up in this system. And again, when you do these things and you have that focus on strengths, that focus on people's talents and how they're using them so that they can grow and learn and develop into more effective employees that's going to make them more productive. It's going to make you more productive. And by doing this, you're hitting on a lot of those engagement survey questions from the Q12. So you're getting a lot of bang for your buck by doing this with your team, again, on a regular basis. Because if you just think about yourself and your experiences, maybe with your supervisor now, with a supervisor in the past, Most people do not want someone micromanaging them, talking to them constantly about what's going on. 
But when you have consistent communication, then both people feel comfortable that everyone's on the same page. And if someone starts going too fast, going too slow, and you're not on the same page anymore, you can very quickly change the trajectory so that you get back on track and you don't have to have as many awkward conversations later about what went wrong with this entire project. Because if you're talking about it along the way, you'll be able to catch when things aren't going right, when someone's talents might be getting in their way. And again, this is a discussion, so you're having them reflect on these pieces so that they're the ones who have the aha moments for the most part, but you as a supervisor, you're more in touch with what's going on, and that's going to make your job easier in the long run. So why is coaching beneficial to you as a supervisor? Let's wrap this up in a little nutshell. It's beneficial to you because when you get this all set up, it's going to make your life less stressful. You're going to be hitting on the major responsibilities of a supervisor almost without knowing, almost without any effort, because they're all rolled into the system that you have set up. You're hitting the engagement button. You're hitting the strengths button. You're hitting that performance management piece, and you're hitting that development piece. And again, all in the course of doing coaching with your individual team members. How this benefits your team because they get better communication, because you know where they're standing as they're progressing through tasks, through the job, through their experience with you. When something falls by the wayside or when things seem to be going south, they know they're going to be able to talk to you soon to have their questions answered. Because we talked about in other podcasts that even when your employees have questions, if you're always rushing around to do things and you don't always keep these one-on-one appointments, they don't necessarily feel comfortable coming to you and asking these questions or asking to make sure that they're on the same page as you because they think you're too busy, they don't want to bother you, and they don't want to let you down, or at least you know some sort of combination of those. So by having these regular meetings, that trust increases and they feel more comfortable asking you these questions because it's on the agenda and they know you're going to ask these questions and they know you're going to cover these points. So that's the perfect time for them to bring it up instead of, oh, I have a question for you, whatever your name is. I have a question for Anne. We'll use me as the example. I'm going to ask it at our next one-on-one. I'm going to put it on the shared file so that she knows about it, I know about it, and we can have a good conversation about it as opposed to, oh, Anne's so busy. I don't want to bother her. I don't want her to think I'm stupid. I'm just going to spend a bunch of time going to ask a bunch of other people or try and figure it out on my own, which is going to waste a lot of my energy and time, as opposed to using that time to just doing what needs to be done effectively. So because you're doing this on a regular basis, it conserves your energy, but also your team members' energy. This benefits your students, And I feel like this is somewhat the same for everything we talk about, how it benefits your students. The less stressed you are, the less stressed your team members are, the more effective and productive you are, the more effective and productive your team members are, means better service, better focus on your students. And not only that, you're now role modeling how to successfully interact with employees, with supervisors, life in general. And so students are getting the best of you when you can do this on a regular basis. And I know that when we're so busy, it's easy to say, that sounds great, but I just don't have time. This is ultimately going to save you a lot of time and frustration once you start doing it. 
That may seem counterintuitive, but it will. Because again, remember what your rules are as a supervisor and how with this and just this, having these meetings, you're hitting so many buttons to be a better, more successful, more productive supervisor. So it's absolutely worth the time to invest in this process. So hopefully this has given you a little better understanding of what coaching looks like, why you should do it versus the, again, something I definitely did when I supervised on campus, just one-off meetings, didn't have a set agenda or set thing that we always talk about. So it's just kind of willy-nilly. This is going to give you way more focus. And once you get the system set up, you're going to feel so much better about your world. Your homework for this week is to come up with an agenda for your one-on-ones. And just remember the points we talked about. Focus on strengths, reflect back, follow up from any things that you had discussed previously. Again, hitting the performance management piece and within that, a lot of engagement pieces. Focus on forward, the future, setting those expectations. What do people need to know to do their job successfully? Focus on development. What do you need to talk about as far as helping this person grow and develop in their role? Which again, is going to benefit you ultimately because the better they are, the more effective they are, the more productive they're gonna be for you and your team and the students. Next week, we're gonna talk about energy because we've talked in general about energy in this podcast a lot, but I really wanna take an episode to focus on why I like to talk about energy, honestly, why I think it's so important to start thinking about yourself in terms of energy instead of time and instead of other things, instead of tasks, instead of however you typically think of yourself, I wanna refocus that on energy. So until then, come up with an effective one-on-one agenda for your team, And this is just a draft. You can always tweak it later, but just come up with the bullet points that you think are important based on both this podcast and just different things that are going on at your university or wherever you work and stay strong. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. As always, Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go. One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. We are revamping the Institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track, so we've also added a bonus for everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning. You will get an additional 60 minutes of our time, and you can use that for more individual coaching, a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our Summer Institute starts on May 28th. Go ahead and register now check it off your list. 
We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest. And that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes. Or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, contact us at Anne, and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links, as well as other episodes, on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.